Secure Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMV. Now, here's Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine. Hey, welcome back to the show. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson, Big Al, hanging out. Hour two, coming at you. Uh, appreciate you hanging on. Uh, if you have questions for us, you can always email us um, directly or uh, go to our website at purefinancial.com. It says Ask an Advisor. I, Alan and I usually get those. Um, we get a lot of your emails each week. I have a few more that we'll read off uh, a little bit later. But I know Alan went through the, the six key ways to do it, and we've only gotten through two, and so we <laughs> want to make sure we get the other four. You notice I'm fidgeting. Yes. Uh, six reasons to do Roth IRA conversion in your 50s and 60s, <laughs> and we went through leaving it, wanting to le- leave a legacy for your kids, grandkids, agreed with that. Uh, you'll face higher required minimum distributions in retirement. How about this? Maybe kind of less, uh, less well-known, but you plan to move when you retire. Maybe you're living in a low-cost tax state, and you're going to move to a higher-cost tax state. That can be. And if you're listening to our show on a podcast, and let's say you're in Florida and you want to move to California, guess what? Your tax rate's going up substantially when you get here. So a better time to convert will be when you're in a lower-tax state. So how about this, Al? Let's say I live in California. I'm going to move to Florida for a year. I do a Roth conversion. And then I move back to California. That works just fine. You really have to do it, though. You can't fake it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and say, I want to be a Nevada resident for tax purposes. And they kind of give me a little smile. And I say, well, how do you do that? They say, well, I got on the website and I saw this little, uh, this little place that will, they'll set me up with a P.O. box and it looks like I, I really live there. And I would say that doesn't even come close to working. The Franchise Tax Board is too good at catching these scams. But if you really do move to Florida for a year or two, do your Roth conversions and move back, that's fine. You didn't have to pay state tax on that Roth IRA conversion. So what, 12 months? Yeah, I would say 12 months. I mean, more importantly, it, there's there there needs to be um, a conscious effort to actually move. In other words, you move up, you, you move your stuff, you move yourself, you you start living there, you you buy groceries there, you, you have sell utilities. your home here. It's that's that's better, but in in it, not all people want to do that. So that's not necessarily a requirement. That does increase your case, but you want to change your driver's license, your your registration on your car, your registrar voters, on and on and on. It's it's a big hassle. So if you're just doing this for a year to do a giant Roth conversion, it might not be worth it for you. But if you really do plan to move for a while, and maybe maybe you're like this, maybe it's like, all right, I'm going to retire, move to Florida, and you move there, you do all these Roth conversions, and you go, you know what? I don't really like the humidity and the bugs, right? Now, you know about Florida, Joe. So you might come back, right? So that can be a good strategy. Here's another one, Joe, which is um, uh, you fear uh, the wealthy will lose Social Security. That's an interesting one, right? Because there is talk about how to fix Social Security. I personally think what they'll do is they'll raise the retirement age. 
Uh, they may raise the rates. They may raise the amount that we put into Social Security, raise the, the salary limits. But some people think they're going to go into a little bit more means testing. And if you're concerned about that, when you get your money into a Roth IRA today, you pay the tax today, but not in the future. So as far as a required minimum distribution at 70 and a half, there is none for a Roth IRA. And in fact, you can pull those dollars out anytime you want, and it's not really going to affect your income at all. So yeah, that could be a good one. How about this? Your taxable income will be low this year relative to other years. This is one of the biggest ones, I, I would say, and people miss Missed. this all the time. Right. I mean, how many times, Joe, have we had a person come into our office? Negative income. They have a business. They lost money. They got. They got. They had taxable income of negative hundred thousand. They weren't too excited about the year as far as, as finances, but at least they didn't have to pay any taxes. And they could have done a hundred thousand dollar Roth conversion and pay zero tax. And in fact, if they're married, they could have done a hundred seventy five thousand dollar Roth conversion and only pay up to fifteen percent tax on seventy five thousand. The other hundred thousand would have been tax free. It's it's a gigantic strategy. And something else, Joe, is when you're a business owner or real estate owner, there are opportunities to create deductions. Sometimes, like if you're a business owner, you can buy extra equipment or you can sort of manipulate when you receive your income or when you pay your deductions. Or if you're a real estate owner, there's something called a cost segregation study that you can actually do that, that allows you to take a lot more depreciation on your property. When you do these kinds of things and create some big deductions, why not take advantage of those deductions by doing Roth conversions? We actually had a, a case a few years ago where there was a cost segregation study on a large property where the taxpayer got a, a deduction that they wouldn't have otherwise received of about $500,000. They did a $500,000 Roth conversion and paid zero tax on that conversion. Right. It's just looking at setting yourself up to say, all right, well, if I'm looking to try to get money into a Roth, What's my tax bracket today? And is there different things, different strategies that I can use to lower my tax bracket today to get even more money into a Roth IRA? That's, I mean, so you don't want to do this in, in, right in a bubble, in a sense. You want to look at several different areas here. And I think that's where, you know, when people write these articles, it's, all right, well, here's five great reasons or six great... And then people read it, well, it doesn't make sense for me because I don't fall in here. No, I think it makes sense for most. Right. You just you, you have to look at so many different factors when it comes to this type of planning. It's it's not it's it's a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, right? it's, and a lot of times, Joe, it's it's you don't have to have real estate investment real estate. You don't have to have a business. You might be an employee. Let's say you and your spouse make two hundred thousand dollars, and you're thinking, gosh, I would like to do a Roth contribution, but I, I'm over 194000 so I, I'm not allowed to. Well, are you maxing out your 401k? No. Well, why don't we max out your 401k? If you're over 50, that's $24,000. So let's just, simple example, you're not doing a 401k, so you max it out. Now your income is about 176000 You're below the income limitations. You can do a Roth contribution. And by the way, uh, now you've saved taxes because you were in a higher bracket by putting money into a 401k. And in some cases, with this strategy, you get yourself into a low enough tax bracket, you can actually turn right around and do some Roth conversions. Right. Because you're in a low enough bracket. Right. It's it's putting these things together to figure out what's going to be the best thing for you. It's looking at your tax bracket. It's looking at how much money that you have in retirement accounts, how much money you're going to have in fixed income, such as 
pension, Social Security? Um, are you going to um, work part time? I mean, you you got to put all this stuff together to figure out what is the appropriate strategy. But each of you have a strategy. You just got to figure out what strategy is appropriate for you. You can't, I mean, listen to one snippet on the radio or read one thing in the paper and say, no, it works for me or yes, it works for me because you could, I mean, you could miss a huge opportunity or you might be doing a strategy that probably doesn't make any sense. Yeah, case in point, Joe, a few years ago, we had a guy listen to our radio show that converted his entire IRA. He retired. He, he converted his entire IRA, uh, let's call it $300,000, to pay off his mortgage of $300,000. Right. Right? And so think about this. He retired, and he retired towards the end of the year. So he had basically a full-year salary plus extra because he had a crude vacation that was all paid off. Now he's got a $300,000 income from taking money out of an IRA, right? Paid off his mortgage, and he's got he's got no money to pay the tax whatsoever. Well, yeah, he's got a lot of more money in the retirement account right. to pay the tax, but he doesn't have anything outside of the retirement yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at any rate, you gotta you got to look at all components together because if you don't, you can make some big mistakes, and we see it over and over again. I mean, maybe you diligently saved and invest for retirement, and if so, that's great. But the truth is that's probably half the battle here. It's what you do with that money that really matters. How will you put your money to work for you while reducing your risk? How will you avoid the retirement tax trap that we've been talking about that could cost you thousands of needless taxes, penalties, and fees? And, I mean, how could you prevent a sudden illness from turning into a financial catastrophe? Got to take a break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Now back to Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the show. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson, Big Al. Thanks for tuning in today. Check us out online at purefinancial.com. Go to our website there, Pure Financial. It's open 24-7. Yeah, the website. Yes, yeah, it it's is. a new improvement, huh? <coughs> used to shut her down at, what, 5? Oh, yeah, we used to, 9 to 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's a new world out there. All right. Um you got something else, or do you want to go to the email bag? What do you want to do? Yeah, no, I got. I want to do this. Uh, this is a, a, a new retirement survey that just came out, 17th Annual Transamerica Retirement Survey. Okay. And uh, the article is written by Steve Vernon, right? We know oh, him. Oh, Steve yeah. Vernon, sure. Yeah, Money Watch. Uh, he calls it Boomer Retirement Plans, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Remember that movie? Yep. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Anyway, so there's- Do you th- see The Magnificent Seven? Uh, no. You know, it's coming out again. Denzel Washington's in it. Oh, I, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. I think I'm going to yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, let's see. So here's what I want to say, Joe. So this is uh, 4,161 uh, survey members, full-time or part-time employees who worked for for-profit companies with at least 10 employees. And so first of all, let's... Let's do some good news. Everyone's always saying bad news. Here's here's a little bit of good news about our boomers, right? And and so boomers have heard and accepted the message that they'll need to work in their retirement years. Well, that's good. Only about one in four, 26%, plan to immediately stop working when they reach a certain age. Two-thirds plan or are already working beyond age 65 or don't plan to retire at all. Yeah, but half of people are forced into early retirement. That's right. And <laughs> because of health issues, because of layoffs, because yeah. of n- numerous reasons. That's exactly right. And that's in the bad. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but, but you're right. 
You're right. And so that's good. I mean, we want to be working longer, and that allows us to save more. Yeah, the Employee Benefit Research Institute does that every year, too. Mm-hmm. They take a look at what age do you want to retire and what age do you actually retire. Right. And more and more people are saying, hey, I want to retire a lot longer. I mean, I'm going to work a lot longer. Right. But in actuality, more people are still retiring at 60, 62. I know. It's crazy. It's still that average age. And here's another good thing, which is the vast majority, 83% of working boomers are saving in a retirement plan. Okay. How so much? The, well, <laughs> that's the, yeah, a dollar, right. a dollar a year. Well, here's, it's set, according to this, now this sort of contradicts other surveys that we've seen, but it says they're saving at high rates. The median contribution is 10% of their salary. Almost two-thirds, 61% report that they're also saving for retirement outside of work. Of okay. what? This is a survey? Yeah. Of how many people? 4,161. And then are they all professors at Harvard, <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the what's more, the pool? More, well, I don't know. It doesn't say. It just what it says is they 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 work for for profit companies. Uh, they either work full time or part time, uh, and their companies have at least ten workers. All right. Okay. Anyway, so here let's start with the bad. And here's what you said, right? They may not be able to continue working. About forty six percent of current retirees report that they retired earlier than they had planned, often due to hardships such as health problems disability, getting laid off, having to care for a spouse or parent. All right, so that's the bad news there, right, is that, um, and unfortunately, we don't really see a lot of those individuals at our firm, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Because, um, you know, they they might not have um, any assets in a sense, right? Because right. a lot of people don't, uh, I mean, what, what, what's the 40-some uh, percent, I think it's what, 45%, give or take, don't pay any taxes, Right. That's right. It's, right. it's almost half. Because they don't have enough income to hit the threshold. Right. Right. Which is amazing. And that, so, so half of our population doesn't pay tax. And then, then you look at 60% of the population doesn't have anything saved for retirement. Right. And then you have some people that have saved, and then the most that they've saved is $10,000. Right? right. So a lot of those individuals, right, we can't necessarily help. Because it's like, okay, well, you should have saved more here. You can invest in this, you know, index fund. And, yeah, you know, or uh, all we can say is start now, right? Right, and, exactly. And start now and here. here I mean, here's, here's a program to do that. And, and, of course, you can, even if you got nothing, you can improve your situation by starting now. And that's, that's so that's one thing you can do. But if, let's say you're a year from retirement and you haven't saved anything, right? It's like, well, I guess you're going to have to work longer or you're going to have to be uh, okay with living on your Social Security, which is probably maybe a third or maybe 25% of your income, something like that. But then here's where I see, and you and I see, Al, um, a lot more. And it's getting more and more common. And I don't know, I would say um, it's just the past month, probably, I don't know, 20 of this type of scenario where someone retires that can afford to retire, has this, the assets to retire, but shouldn't have retired. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, now what? Yeah. I, because I, they were diligently saving, they were hard workers, they, you know, they, they worked their, their, their way up the chain and said, you know what, hey, I'm 65, I'm 63, I'm 60 years old, whatever, I have enough assets, I don't spend a ton, I'm going to retire. 
Six months later, they're killing themselves. Because, right? They got, it's like, now what the heck do I they do? They got nothing to do. They got nothing yeah, to their do. Whole, their whole purpose went away. Exactly. And and the other thing related to that, Joe, is those that have diligently saved and been frugal, they can't all of a sudden spend, spend. in they, retirement. They're awful spenders. It's like they got $4 million and they spend 30000 a year. And, if that. And, and Social Security is 35000 Exactly. It's like, uh, well, Joe, Al, I, I can't, what, what else would I do? You know, I, I, I would break out in hives. <laughs> You could spend about one hundred fifty thousand a year. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, shut up! Don't tell my spouse that. Right? We get kicked under the table. <laughs> like either or. I'm not saying that the, the the male's a spender, the female's right. a spender, whatever. Oh, sure, sure. If you're a saver, it's very difficult for you to spend, and that's another problem. I mean, it's just another problem. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but it doesn't necessarily matter. If I got twenty five thousand dollars and I'm happy. In retirement, I'd much rather be happy in retirement with twenty five grand than have the four million bucks and being miserable. Right. 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 What's the money for then? Yeah, exactly. And and Joe, to, uh, along this this line of thinking, so the baby boomers understand they're going to have to work longer, but about fifty percent will be forced into retirement for one reason or another. And then you could you look at this. And this is, uh, again, part of the survey where there's ways to increase your probability that you can continue working, right? One is staying healthy. One is performing well at your current job, keeping skills up to date, networking, meeting new people, going back to school, learning new skills. It's, it's like only a half of people have taken two of these steps, right? And one third have taken three of the steps. It's like you should be doing all of this right. at all times. If you want to be relevant, into your 60s and even 70s, you got to stay current. And if you're not staying current, guess what? Your employer's going to find someone that is, which is probably younger, and probably they can pay for a lot less salary. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's just another thing of you know finding that purpose or, or staying active in your brain. It's because it's like we don't know anything from you know birth until like 25. Then you know a bunch of stuff from 25 to 55, and then from 55, then, then you start losing your stuff again. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I just read an article in AARP. Right, you're, you're stupid, then you're smarter, then you're stupid again. Just read an article in AARP. So if you, if you keep exercising and eating well, getting plenty of sleep, you actually can continue high-level brain function into later life. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, that's what I'm going on. <laughs> Look, you're only 59. Yeah, well, I'm still, and I'm, and I just, uh, just had my physical oh, top yesterday. Shape. Top shape. Good shape. Yep, ready to go. Good for another year, pending <laughs> the labs. <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what the labs say. <laughs> but Joe, um, you know, a, a lot of boomers have understood that they need to save more for retirement, and I think many are getting more serious, which is great. But a lot of them are not really thinking about taxes, and they're not planning for taxes, and uh, because. Here's the thing. Taxes don't stop when your paycheck does. When you start tapping your retirement nest egg, there's all kinds of new rules. The required minimum distribution rules, penalties, what accounts to take from, how to create the most tax-efficient distribution strategy from what you have. How do you do that? As you near retirement, tax planning becomes more important than ever. But you must use a forward-thinking tax strategy because, truly, you got more control over paying taxes in retirement, more more than you think, more so than any other time in your life. All right, we got to take another break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the show. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson here, certified financial planner with Alan Klopine, of course. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in. Go to our podcast at um, iTunes. iTunes. Your money, your wealth. 
Yeah, we even have a TV show called Your Money, Your Wealth TV. You can find that on our website as well as YouTube. Yeah, have a nice little little email. I saw that. Yes. One of, our, one of our listeners watches. North Carolina. And, yeah, right? He's like, hey, all my friends, they watch America's Got Talent. They're going to be broke. I watch Your Money, I Your Wealth. I watch Your Money, Your Wealth. <laughs> I'm going to be rich. Hey, we like those emails. Yeah. I was like, good for you, man. Good for you. He's like, can't wait for season four. Yeah. Well, well next next January. Here we go. Uh, yeah, check the TV show out. It's on CBS here in uh, San Diego, um, Sunday mornings at 6.30 a.m. Yeah, you can see what we actually look like. Yeah, there you go. Pretty stunning. Eight, uh, <laughs> 6.30, Channel 8, 6.30 yes. a.m. KFMB. Yeah, and so I guess if you don't want to get up that early, just set your DVR. Yep. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah, I know you don't know what that I is. I don't have a DVR. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was talking to one of your lady friends, and she said, "Yep, Joe, just he doesn't get a DVR. We were watching TV, and I stopped it. And he goes, how 'How did you do that? Did you did you you own this? Right? No, you just stopped TV.' I was like, this is crazy. How do you do that? <laughs> I was like, well, let's. Re- I missed what they said. Let's rewind. I'm like, we're watching TV. We're not watching a like a VHS. You can't rewind. What's what do you have a Betamax? What is this? <laughs> That's the the funny thing is you can rewind TV. I guess so. See, you got to go with get, it. I got to get new to the times. <laughs> but the only problem is you can't fast forward because that's in the future. Yes, that'd be cool. <laughs> I suppose you can if you pause, you can fast forward. Sure. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. And that's whatever. the whole point. You record and then you can fast forward over the commercials. Got it. It's a good thing. Got it. But I, but she was saying that you said you like the commercials. I do because I'm I, I'm a capitalist. <laughs> I like to see what's out there. I got it. <laughs> See what these products are getting right. hocked Got it. on the right? yeah, right. Um, yeah, plus it gives me a break. I might have to, you know, go grab a drink of water. Yeah, yeah. Maybe go to the restroom. Sure, maybe do sure. you yeah, know yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch that much TV. When I do, it's at night. Right. And so that's when I'm like getting things together. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But the rest of us, we just like to power through and binge. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If it's uh, if we need to get up to get another beverage, we just hit you just pause. Hit pause. Got right? it. We get the commercials, we fast forward. Oh. Now you can do like four, on on Time Warner Cable, you can do four times. You can power oh. through the halftime at the football game. Really? No problem. Yeah. 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 Well, I like to experience it real time. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Uh, um. All right. Well, we got. Um. I got a bunch of stuff. What else? Do you, does, what else you got? That, well, it takes care of that. I got other stuff. But well, you, you wanted to give me a quiz, didn't you? Oh, you want the quiz? Sure, okay. I'll take the quiz. All right. Yeah, this uh, this actually, uh, you'll get all these, I think. Let's see if our listeners do. Yeah, let's see if you do out there. So um, this is true or false. If you take your Social Security benefit early, you'll lock in a reduced monthly payment for life. Yes and no. Okay. Here's the answers. Um, you, because you can still suspend your benefit. Here's, true. Here's something that people don't know. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. So let's say I take it at 62. Um, my full retirement age is 66. Right, but I take it at sixty-two. Then I would get a twenty-five percent haircut on that benefit. So let's say it's a thousand bucks a month. I take it at sixty-two. I'm locked in at seven hundred fifty dollars. However, once I get to full retirement age and say, you know what, I got other income sources. Maybe I went back to work. I can still suspend those benefits and get my eight percent delayed retirement credit on so that you, thousand or on that seven. Do you have to be full retirement age before mm-hmm. you suspend? So you start at sixty-two. Yes. To then, get the eight percent delayed retirement credit, you have to right. be full retirement age. Got it. So then you got to wait till you're sixty-six, and it, it's going to be phasing into sixty-seven. Sure, but you can suspend at any time. Yeah. But the the, the benefit at sixty at full retirement age is you is, get a larger increase, yeah. right? But how they calculate it is that you get a certain increase before. Here, here's the technical. 
version of this. Okay. It's a reduction of benefit from 66 to 62. It is an increased benefit from 66 to age 70. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's how they calculate it. Because I did get an email saying, Joe, why don't they just call full retirement age age 70? Because if I take it at 62 or 70, right, I get this larger increase. And I think if everyone just thought their full retirement age is at 70. Yeah, they work longer than they wait. But the increase that you receive from age 62 to age 6, or you don't really, they don't calculate it as an increase of benefit from 62 to your full retirement age. It's a decrease in benefit of a certain percentage. Right. Right, it's uh, two thirds of one percent per, per month, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Right, and and if and if you do the math, I mean, you could look at it either way. If you do the math, there's more benefit from waiting for sixty six to seventy. It's eight percent versus six. About something. six, yeah, because it's a twenty five reduction to sixty two, twenty five percent, which you divide that by four years, it's let's call it six percent, six point two or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right, right, something like that. Okay, well that's correct. You got that one right. All right, good. <laughs> Except you said true and false, but that, it is. That, you're right because it's not permanent. You're right. At what age do you qualify for the maximum Social Security retirement benefit based upon your salary? Well, this is all Social Security? Huh? Is this quiz all Social Security? No, oh, okay. just the first year. So, I, so I let was, me give you your I choices. got bored as soon so, as I heard the question. <laughs> <laughs> At what age do you qualify for the maximum Social Security retirement benefit? 68, 70, 72. 70. Of course. Did you get it out there, though? You wait till 70, you get the highest benefit, don't you? Yeah, wait. if you wait till 72, you just You just lost two years, yeah, of yeah, benefit. Uh, let's see. Maxing out your 401k is a good way to boost your retirement nest egg. What's the total amount of worker over 50 can contribute to their 401k? 24000 18000 plus it's catch-up of six. That's right. Okay. Easy enough. Uh, let's see. But Bar- that's a good... Let's let's kind of dive in deeper there because I still get this. How much are you putting in your 401k plan? Maxing it out. Right. Okay. So 24000 Well, no, not that much. Yeah. Well, how much are you putting in? Well, no, 15%. Okay, well, fifteen percent of a hundred grand is fifteen grand. Yeah, it's not twenty four. It's 000. not twenty four thousand. You can put twenty four. No, I'm maxed out. No, it's a dollar for dollar contribution into four hundred one k plan. So be careful there. Some of you might have room in your four hundred one k. Also, check the catch up. You might be maxing out the standard eighteen thousand. If you're over fifty, you can go to twenty four. That's another six thousand dollar catch up provision. But in most plans, you're going to have to check the box. Right to say here, I want to do the catch up of as, the six thousand. As well as the regular. As well as the regular. Yeah, Joe, that happened to me. That was about six or seven years ago. I didn't realize that myself, and I hit eighteen thousand, and they stopped taking money out. I thought, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And you're right. I think a lot of plans you have to check both boxes if you want the full twenty four thousand. And guess what happens? Is that all right? I hit my eighteen thousand, and then I get my check, and then all of a sudden I have more money. It's like, all right, all right. <laughs> do you think people are gonna go back and say? Damn it! I'm gonna check. But a lot of a yeah. lot of people are saying, you know right. what? Eighteen's good it's, enough. It's good enough. Good right? enough. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> How about this one, Joe? This is uh, borrowing from your 401k for non-emergency expenses is generally not recommended. It's generally not a good idea. <laughs> or, generally, or ever. <laughs> what are disadvantages of taking the loan? Here's four of them. What well, it's tax at ordinary income if you lose your job. Well, here, or let, you me, let me from service. let me read these. You get to pick one of these four. Oh. You miss out on any potential growth that you may have earned if the money had been remained invested. The loan balance becomes immediately due if you leave your job. If you can't pay it back, it becomes a distribution. You likely be hit with taxes and penalties. Your loan interest faces double taxation or all of the above. All the above. All the above. That's right. It's just not a good idea. Just don't do it, right? Easier said than done. If you're if if it's an emergency and there's no other choice, well. 
uh, we don't recommend it, but we know you're going to do it. Sure. Because we know about 25% of you do it, according to this last survey. It's quick. It's easy. You don't have to go through all these, you know, whatever. And I get it. So. Yeah. All right. When it comes to your retirement plan, which of these scenarios could derail your (laughs) savings? Hmm. Paying high fees for the funds you plan? Investing most of your contributions in your company's stock, allocating the majority of your funds in riskier, potentially high-yielding investments to get to your retirement goal more quickly, all the above. All the above, I guess. (laughs) Got to take another break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the show. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson here, certified financial planner, alongside Big Al Clopine. He's the CPA. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show. You can always catch all of our episodes on our website at purefinancial.com, or you can get the podcast at iTunes. And you don't have to download the podcast every week. As you subscribe to it, it just automatically comes to you if you choose to do so. Or you could download it weekly. Whatever you, whatever you're fancy. Yeah, that's true. It, it's, uh, I know the uh, podcast um, app that's available for the iPhone. Yeah, you just subscribe to a, a program, and then all of a sudden they show up, right? So, um, wow, you get a little, <laughs> it's a little, it's hot in here, Al. A little sweaty. Ah, I'm not wow. sure I needed to see those armpits, but it's too late. <laughs> I've already seen them. <laughs> You'll never get that back. There's, there's the last. Jeez. The last 15 seconds, I'm going to try to erase from my mind. Oh, my goodness gracious. God, you really you really got involved in this show I, I today. I did. I did. I gave it my all. <laughs> I did. I bled, sweat, and tears today, brother. <laughs> you did. Jeez. Good uh, thing we're on uh, radio, not yeah, TV. Yeah, they, they can't see it. I mean, it's funny. When we do TV, it's very different, isn't it? I mean, we have to have everything planned out. Radio, you probably know. We just... Just show up. <laughs> show, we just show up. Let's do this article. We start reading it. Oh, that's not a good article. Let's <laughs> yeah, do another this article one. stinks. <laughs> I don't agree with anything this article says, and I'm touting. But like, with you TV, know. you got to have everything pre-planned because they they call it elements in the world of TV. So you have to. That's like a. I guess everyone else would call that a slide, but it's an element <laughs> that goes up on the TV while we're talking. So all that's got to be pre-planned. We got to have a flow, and then we got this guy. We have this earphone earpiece that the guy's talking in our head all right bring up roth conversions it's, it's like in the middle you're talking so you got you got that problem going and then you got to joe we got to get makeup for tv i mean it's uh are you the complaining no nah, i love it all right i get two more, minutes of nonsense i get more compliments after a tv show i think it's because of the makeup <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah and you look younger oh alan all right, yeah, I got some emails. I'm going to bust through a couple of these, and then we're going to get the heck out of here for today. All right. Um, again, these emails come from Investopedia. If you haven't been to Investopedia, I don't know, check it out. It's free. Ask a question on Investopedia. You'll probably hear it on the air. And they asked me to answer these questions. And the reason why I do it on the air is because we feel that you probably have the same questions that a lot of these individuals have. And sometimes the questions that people send to Investopedia are pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's kind of fun to make fun of it. All right, so what you got today? Okay, um, how do I avoid filing a trust return every year? Mm, interesting. My mother recently died. She had a revocable trust and assigned me as the trustee. She has multiple CDs issued under the trust. Do I have to dissolve the trust by cashing in the CDs to avoid filing a trust return each year? 
or can I use Form R1 to declare the income under my Social Security? After 2016, do I only have to file a tax return under my name? Okay, good question. So let's start with this. So your mom died with a revocable trust. Uh, when she passes, it becomes irrevocable. And so now it's under the terms of the trust agreement. Not necessarily. I mean, it's, well, okay, um, go on. In general. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty. It, that, yeah, yeah, all right. That's, I, I a, thought... that's a living trust becomes a, an irrevocable got when it. she passes. Sure. So now you got now, now you got to go under the terms of the trust. And if the trust allows you to distribute the assets to the beneficiaries, which maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, uh, you don't have to cash out the CDs. You can just distribute the CDs in kind. If you're the only beneficiary, they get distributed to you. And right, you just change title. Is what change you change need to title, do. yeah, and then all of a sudden you don't have to do a trust return. Otherwise, though, if you keep the assets in the trust, you do have to do a trust return. I think it's around, I'm going to say... I want to say $400 of income before you have to file a trust return, but maybe it's $100. do not do not quote me. It's, it's some, there is some threshold. Nominal amount. Nominal amount. If you make less than that, you don't have to do a trust return. So here's a confusion, all right? So I'm the trustee. Mom dies, and so now what happens? Well, if I'm the sole beneficiary, all right, so you could just dissolve the trust, right? As long as it is not, let's say, here, tr- the... The, the, now the assets have to stay in trust, yeah, as long as the and trust, you only are, uh, you're an income beneficiary. Let's yeah, say. as long as the trust document allows you to do that, and most revocable trusts do that. That's why they set it up just to avoid probate. Yeah. However, sure, you know if I got an A B, right? And, and sometimes, and, sometimes your parent doesn't trust you because exactly. you're a spendthrift, a spendthrift and, trust, and they don't that's want you to get the proceeds. So. Got it. All right. So you just have to understand uh, the trust and figure out. Okay, well, if I'm the successor, if you're the successor trustee of any trust. You, I, I would do a little study, right? right? So you know, read the trust document, sit down with the um, the, the current trustee yeah. and say, what are your wishes here? What do we need to do? Make sure that you have a document of all sorts of different... We have this estate planning guide, not to kind of throw a plug in here, but okay. we do have this estate planning guide <laughs> that is gone over like gangbusters. Yeah, it's a good one. And so you could get the guide um, on our website, go to purefinancial.com, and you can just download it uh, right there online, piece of cake. And it just kind of tells you the steps that you need to take, if like a survivor's guide. So you're the survivor. What do I do? Week one. We, I mean, we map this thing out for you. So it, it you know, it, it's a really good guide. So it's free. Just go to our website, purefinancial.com. All right, here's another one. Okay. Let's see here. I am a non-U.S. citizen living outside the U.S. and trading stocks through a U.S. internet broker. Do I have to pay taxes on the money I earn? Ah, that's a great question. Non-U.S. citizen living outside the or non-U.S. person living outside the country. Uh, the answer is no, because that's not it's not considered source income in the U.S. Just because you have a company that's on exchange, it's just like if if we had a company like if we invest in a company in the Netherlands, we don't have to report Netherlands tax. That, so what he's doing, let's say he's he lives or she lives in London. And he's using Chuck Schwab as his discount yeah, broker. That's that's fine. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. And, and and however, if you own an interest in a company where you get it like a K one, right? Or if you own property in the United States, then yeah, you'd have to file taxes in the U.S. Even though you're not a U.S. citizen nor living in the U.S. This individual is just trading stocks. Yeah. Um, all right. Do I have? All right. Let's see. How do Roth IRAs gain interest? From what I understand, Roth IRA, this these are email questions I'm reading here, folks, just yeah. FYI. <laughs> this isn't your question. This is not my question to Alan. 
<laughs> You're so just turning in. Oh, glad. Yeah, this this is guy's a certified worst, financial planner. Worst financial show I've ever listened to. Oh, my to. God. What the hell? <laughs> Good boy. Okay. Like, yes, Joe. <laughs> Next question. Thanks, Alan. I had a question from a client. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, <laughs> Roth IRAs don't really gain interest. They are just a vehicle for you to set aside money. After 20 years, the funds get put into a mutual fund that does gain interest. Is this correct? Do I need... <laughs> To find the mutual fund and put all my saved up money into it, or does the money automatically get transferred from the Roth IRA to a mutual fund? I suspect she's getting confused with the Myra, is my guess. The Myra is that stupid account that the federal government set up that you can put in like six bucks into. I think it's still 5500 Yes, I think it is. And and by the time- you put it in the treasuries. Right, and so you do earn interest, but it's very little. It's nominal, and by the time it gets to be what fifteen thousand or twelve thousand yeah, or something, 20. then then it has to be transferred into a regular Roth IRA, and and then you have the ability to put it in a mutual fund that invests in stocks. So I, yeah, Roth IRAs is a different animal. Roth IRA, you can invest in anything that you want besides life insurance and collectibles. Right. So if you like stocks, if you like bonds, if you like mutual funds, exchange traded funds, whatever, gold. Right. Quick question for you. Okay? Yeah. So let's say I have gold outside of my retirement account that's collectible in a sense. It depends on what type of gold that I own. Yeah. Right? Um, so then I have to pay a different tax rate, right? What's that rate? You do. You have to pay 28% capital gains if I hold rate. it in my Roth? <clears throat> Uh, if you hold it in your Roth, I believe it's still tax-free. Tax-free. How about mm-hmm. if it's in a retirement account? Then I just pay what? Ordinary income tax. So when you look at all you gold bugs out there, right? right there might be a more efficient way to hold the gold. Yeah. You could have a self-directed IRA that could hold the gold, and if you're in the 15% tax bracket or holding it into a Roth, right? so that could help you. Yeah, well. and I'll tell you something else. If you have your gold outside of a retirement account, and you want to sell it, if you have stocks in a loss position, those losses will net against the gains. Right, so it's a 28% tax on the gold, but if I have a stock loss, capital loss, that would offset dollar for dollar. Right, right. So then that's why tax loss harvesting, if you like gold, is going to be a key component here too. Hey, uh, we're out of time. We're at the um, end of the show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Go to our website at purefinancial.com to get more information about us. Um, about all the great things that we have to offer our lovely listeners. Um, have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thanks for sticking around. For Big Al Clopine, I'm Joe Anderson. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. We'll see you next weekend.